We start off the second book of the Torah. It's called the book of Exodus, Shemot. The actual parsha itself is also called Shemot, which literally translates to the names. And it starts off by giving us the names of those which came down to Egypt. Now just understand that we're transitioning from the stories of our patriarchs and matriarchs. We're in a very, very solid foundation, but now it's being handed over to the next generations. So Joseph, who rose to a very high position, second most powerful in the land of Egypt, and there's a famine in all of the lands. Let us not forget that he deciphered and he came up with the interpretation of the dreams that Pharaoh had. There's a famine in all of the lands. And the only land that really has the produce is Egypt due to Joseph. Joseph's brothers come down to Egypt not knowing that he is there and he is the one in the position of power. And that's really where we kick off because now the Jewish people, the entire family of Jacob, all of the siblings of Joseph, they're coming down to Egypt. Shemot, these other names in the Torah. We get to see not only the story, but the details of it. Over here we know the, the names, the particulars. Kicking off a period of time when the Jews would be in Egypt, transitioning to slaves in Egypt. We all know that so well. Because we tell us every year, we tell the story of the Seder, of the exodus from Egypt. Well, how did they get to Egypt this is a transition point. They're in Egypt and they're sliding into servitude. As the Torah tells us that a new king arose that didn't know Joseph. Oh, how so typical. Joseph saved the country. If not for him, there wouldn't be a country and certainly not the might of the country. And yet the new king did not remember Joseph. All too often, that's the story of the Jew. It's a story of the Jew in exile. It's the story of the adversity that stands in front of the Jewish nation until leadership arises. Pharaoh started to afflict the Jewish people. But as the Torah tells us, the more he afflicted the people, the more they expanded. Hashem made a miracle. Now you can only imagine this infuriated him even further because this small family, 70 people that had descended to the land of Egypt are now becoming more than a family. They're becoming a tribe, a people, a nation. And Pharaoh sees or is advised by his stargazers, by those around him that could see the future, that someone would be born who would become their savior to take them out of the land of Egypt. Now here's the irony. You don't want them in the land of Egypt because they pose a challenge to you, the Jewish nation, and yet at the same time, you don't want them to leave. Again, so typical as we've seen it throughout history. So Pharaoh instructs the midwives that when they are to encounter a birth of a male, they should throw this child into the Nile. Over here we see tremendous leadership. 
from Shifra and Pua, two of the lead midwives who defy the orders and actually totally ignore the orders. Of course, they're called in and they're taken to task. Yet over here you see their leadership, their courage, their selflessness. And indeed, the Savior of Israel was born. Now we all know the name Moses, but actually when Moses was born and his family had to hide him, his mother hid him in a small basket and put him on the Nile River, had to really conceal him. And as the Torah tells us, the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe and she discovered this little child whom she herself identifies to be a child of the Ivrim, of the Jewish people. And after a long story, she actually needs to get someone to wean this child. It ends up being the mother, unbeknownst to her. These are some of the details that are woven into the story, but you see them actually in the words of the Chumash themselves, of the Bible itself. But I want to skip forward a little bit because now we see that this little child grows up. This, this child is Moses. And it says that he goes out after he grew up and he sees his brethren. He sees them under very difficult conditions. Note this idea of he sees them. What does it mean he sees them? It means he was sensitive to it. He was empathetic to it. He actually observes as in he feels, as in he cares. It turns out that Moses has to run away from Egypt and he goes to a place called Midian. And over there he has the revelation at the burning bush. That's a very, very critical story within the Torah itself. That's the first revelation of Hashem to Moshe. It's the time that God tells Moses he is to go back to Egypt and to take the Jewish people out of Egypt. Indeed, once again, we see the sensitivity of Moshe Rabbeinu. Firstly, this whole revelation at the burning bush, by the words of the Torah, is very clear that Moses notices that something is awry, something is different. He said, oh, let me turn to see, to observe. The unique trait of a leader is that they observe, that they notice, that they care, that they actually are empathetic. Moshe Rabbein had all these qualities, and we know he was the greatest leader of the Jewish people, faithful, took them out of Egypt, 40 years wandering around the desert. We're not yet there, but this is the setup of that story. If there's a story of going out of Egypt, if there's a story of the Jewish people that develop into a nation, God's nation, this is the place that it begins. Open up the Chumash, read through the story. It's so fascinating. You'll glean so much. And of course, the more we understand of the genesis of our people, the stronger we can live for who we are and what we are today. Have a wonderful day.